Hey guys, welcome to another monster edition of the Detour Live. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, Jai Henley is now in the lead of the Giro d'Italia. And I'm so proud because, you know, I, I really did back this kid uh, when no one else wanted to put their hand up and, and say that he could do it. No one else. Uh, <laughs> no yeah. one else. I, I think Matty uh, might have been right on that bandwagon. I think we all uh, would love him to win it as well. Don't worry about that. Yeah, anyway, well, sure. we'll do the intros. Johnny Trevorrow, Scott McGorry, Matty Pointer. Uh, fellas, we'll start with you, Matty. Uh, how are your nerves at this point, given that uh, you've, you've got a connection to him and WA boy? How are you feeling? Oh, not nervous. Not nervous at all. This is just a great thing for the kid. You know, um, we talked about this the other day and, and uh, you know, I was the only one of us who said, yes, he can win this thing. Everyone else has got Kelderman and then they've got Gagenhart and then and Jai was going to be number three. Um, I think if he was a Victorian... All of you guys would have seen this kid grow up and oh. you'd know a little bit. No, 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 no. You would have seen him come through the ranks and you know exactly how good the kid really is uh, from behind the scenes, just watching him race. I had nothing to do with his coaching, nothing like that at all. Um, but I think he's got a lot to offer. And, and I think, uh, you know, the way he rode last night again was just like the night before, the, the other two nights before when he. Um, put Gagan Hart away at the top of the climb. He he's well within himself. I know we're going to get a little bit more in depth on who's going to win the time final. So I won't I won't add to the question. But um I hope the pink jersey is in a situation where it just gives him the cloud to ride on. I, I don't want him to go in there um nervous. He's got nothing to be nervous about. Everything has been achieved years before it should have happened. And now it's a time to let the adrenaline flow and just absolutely Ride the wave of of, of good uh, of good feelings that he's he's, he's given himself, uh, Matty. I remember three years ago uh, when he ran second in the Sun Tour, riding for our national team, yep. and I remember how good he was then. And, and, and matter of fact, he went very close to winning that because Damien House and punctured on the worst possible moment. You're having a bike race. You've got a stage. You're a certain at last hill before uh, they come up and get into the finish. Maddie's punctured. The Mitchell Scott team waited, but the national team—they went on the front. And we're driving, and uh, it was Froome actually the, who, who sort of called a bit of a halt to it. And I remember them being dark. And Joey, I, I remember the finish. Him, he wasn't happy about it because uh, he felt he could have won the tour then and there, and he very, very well, well did. He nearly did. He ran, he ran second overall in a fantastic ride and I thought gee this has got a bit of fire in him a bit of drive in him I could see something special and he signed up with Mitchell and Scott yeah. in their development squad then and Dave, uh, Dave Sanders looked after him a lot in that next year well, uh, speaking of Dave, Dave, Dave on, Dave's, yep. he's ready to join the show let's add him Dave we just hey, talked about Jai back back in uh, uh, 2017, but just to—I know Dan's going to tell you to move your phone sideways. Is that what you say, Dave? <laughs> Dan? Yeah, yeah. If you can tilt your phone to the side, maybe we want to see that beautiful head of yours. <laughs> That's boat, it. Mate. Perfect. <laughs> There's the boat, right? See that. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what, what can you tell us about Jai, mate? You spent a year with him, uh, with the Mitchell and Scott team, uh, doing a lot of the tours, particularly around um, Asia. Uh, what can you yep. tell us about this this superstar? I, I, uh, my experience with him started as a, uh, a junior when I was national junior coach. 
took him to Italy for quite a few months. Uh, and he was very good without being great. Then he's just stepped up as he's developed over the last few years. And then I had him, uh, I, I lived with him and worked with him for uh, a year with the Mitchelton Scott Conti team. And he was really developing then, particularly his climbing. Uh, uh, and uh, one particular race we took took him to in um, in China, Fuzhou Tour, which there was quite a few uh, Pro Tour guys there. Astana was there, and, and it was a, it's a pretty big deal race. Queen Stage was a, uh, a long climb with this, got steeper and steeper and steeper at the top, and he just ended up on it uh, with two left, and he hit the other guy and just rode away to take the of stage in GC uh, on his own. So saw some real glimpses of something very special there. Um, but then we've, we've seen him here in the in the Herald Sun Tour uh, where he was unlucky to get uh, uh, he run second a couple of years ago. And then this year, of course, he was in a league of his own and, and won, the, won the tour outright. But uh, a great young fella, really honest, quite young, uh, quite achiever. But when the, when it when he's on the job, he's a great athlete. Scooter? Oh, absolutely. I concur with all of that. What I like about this crop that's coming through, and it's not to say anything about the previous crop, but um, to be this level of elite athlete in, in any sport, and particularly perhaps in cycling because it is such a, a loner type of sport, you have to do so many of the kilometres and the hard yards, get yourself out of bed all on your own. You know, it's not like you're in a team environment like we're watching the, the AFL and NRL finals at the moment. You know, all of those players, sure, they're motivated, but a lot of them um, are motivated by being a part of a team and have to be at the club every day to do the training that everybody does and therefore they get they get fit. And I've worked with one of the footy teams and I witnessed that myself where players were very, very skillful, but you could just tell that if they had to do it all on their own and then just turn up on, on game day, they wouldn't be anywhere near as fit as they were because of the team environment. And cycling is one of those sports where triathlon is probably another one um, where you have to be the number one motivated person in your team to make sure that you train as hard as you need to to be successful. So it takes a certain character to be like that, really cutthroat, fairly selfish, focused, but you don't have to be an arsehole. And what we think, what we, what we get from, from Jai is that he's certainly not that. He's a, a real gentleman, lovely young man, but still has that killer instinct to try and win, uh, but do it in a respectful way. And, and I just really appreciate this crop. Ben, uh, ben O'Connor as well, you know, another one out of WA that won at the Giro this week. You know, these guys are just fantastic young men that it's easy to support. Hey, Dave, I can't one work out. How did uh, Mitchell and Scott not hold on to him? If the talent was obviously there when, when you had him? I'm probably not the right one to answer that question. Uh, if I was Is there right. a story there? Is there a story there? Um, Come on, yes, break some news on the detour, Dave. They couldn't take them all and they just drew a line. I guess it was, uh, you know, they had Lucas Hamilton uh, and a bunch of young guys to take on board. And they, they uh, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Lucas side by side with Jai on these climbs in this last week of the Giro because they're comparable climbers and uh, would have loved to have seen that um, that equation happening too. So for me, this is the this is the, the crop that we need to be looking after, this young group of Australians, because they are our future and, and they've proved they're world class and they're good. 
Well, so let's have a listen to the... directly, but um, that's all right, mate. I would have liked to have seen him with Mitchell and Scott. Well, we ask the hard questions on this show. We don't often get the hard answers, so there's no dramas, mate. Um, let's have a listen to Jai after the finish of Stage 20 at the Giro. Yeah, I'm speechless. Uh, it's something I've, uh, I've dreamed about since I was a little boy, you know, to wear the leader's jersey of a Grand Tour is an incredible privilege. And, uh, yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not ideal to take it off Wilco, but... It's uh, it's nice to keep it in the team and um, just lost for words. Take us through the last uh, 3.5 kilometers when you have tried to uh, attack uh, Tao on several times. Yeah, I, I saw he wasn't uh, he wasn't looking super great the first time up the climb, and I was I was thinking I was going to be able to get rid of him and yeah try and put time into him, but I just didn't have it in my leg. I. I was trying everything when I was attacking, but I just couldn't get rid of him. And yeah, so then I uh, I tried to beat him in the sprint, but yeah, he was too strong. First and second, same time on GC before the time trial. You were better than Tao in the flips time trial, the flat one. Do you think you will win the Giro d'Italia? Ah, oh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give him my best tomorrow and see how it goes. But regardless of the result, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with, with how I've been riding and I'm, I'm super happy with how the team's ridden uh, this, this uh, Giro. Well done. Now, I heard an interesting point uh, on the GCN show and Wigo was talking about, and that is for Tao. Uh, he's got, uh, uh, obviously, Rowan and Ghana on the team and they're going to go off first, so they're going to see the course, but they could also fill his head with too much shit going into the time trial. Uh, that could be a big issue. What do, what do you reckon, uh, Matty? Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Like, um, I think it's it's not. I do I do apologize. I'll start again. Um, Gagenhart's not Froome and he's not Thomas. If if Jai was going up against those guys, I think we know what the result's going to be. Gagenhart's a decent time trialist, just like Jai. And I agree with what you have to agree with what Wigo says. It's Wigo, but uh, he's right in what he says. I think Ganna. And Rowan will talk uh, on a different level in time trial terms to what this kid can actually do. I think this kid, you know, East London comes from a road club, doesn't really come from a time trial club, uh, which is a big difference for uh, somebody from the UK. Um, I think he's going to wake up and it's either he's either going to have a good day or he's going to have an off day. Um, so there's no real advantage for Gagenhart in the time trial here. And uh, the time trials we've seen these two boys in over the last couple of years, there's not a lot between them. And I think the, the major time trial that they've been through, forget about the prologue, that was, that was uh, ridiculous. The wind got in the way. But the second time trial they rode, Gagenhart was in a situation where he was riding flat out. And I don't think Jai was in a situation where he was. And, you know, there was about a minute between them. And, you know, 85, 90% compared to 100%. I think, you know, 15 kilometres, this, this could go either way. But, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to back the kid anyway. But I'll be back in Jai for this one. <laughs> just, just while we're talking about that, it came down to milliseconds, as we know, uh, as to uh, who got the pink jersey, uh, because uh, uh, Gagan Hart won the stage, got ten seconds, uh, and of course, uh, uh, second place was six seconds, uh, and then he got one, that one second he got in that uh, intermediate sprint made, made the difference. So it's down to milliseconds, but I reckon it could be worth a lot on, on the day today, because when you're you're starting last. 
that means you're going to get time checks on the spot. You, you know, you're going to get them regularly along the road and you're going to know, bang, you're, you're, you're up, you're down. Whereas the other way around, it, it's a little while before it transfers to how you're going against that person. I think that could be quite, quite crucial. But we also talk about what it means to have that leader's jersey on. You know, we've got some wonderful stories over the time. And I was talking to a couple of guys, to you, Scotty, earlier, and I wrote it in my story for the paper about the Giro the that I rode, which the final stage was a 40K time trial into Verona, into the wonderful arena in Verona. And Bataglin was the youngster coming up, great climber, but not a time trialer. And a 40K flat time trial. And so all the experts were talking about uh, who, how he was going to get beaten, and it was who, would, it, would it be Cerrone or Tommy Prim, who were both only about a minute back? Um, but he just pulled down on the time trial of life, dead flat time trial, Mount Climber, and he's done a ripper. He ran third, so Knudsen, Knudsen, which is, who was the sort of Ghana of of that day, won the time trial. Uh, Tommy Prim was second, but only just behind him was Badaglin, who ran third in the in that time trial and and, and won the uh, tour by about thirty seconds. So that's what can happen when you've got that uh, um, prestigious uh, leader's jersey on. And we've seen it happen in the Tour de France uh, a few mm. times as well. So uh, I'm hoping uh, that, that, that he gets that ro pink, rosy uh, um, flush <laughs> today. It'll be, it'll be an amazing day. Well, you know, Johnny, he should, be, he should be a second in France because the day of Sestriere, uh, when Rowan you know, blew the race to pieces and uh, it was... Teo following and then um, and Jai just sitting third wheel. Before they got to the final climb, there was an intermediate sprint and Jai didn't even go for it. So he just rode across the line behind the other two and he should have at least picked up a, a, an extra second bonus. Instead of he got one second, he should have at least got two. So he should be one second in the lead. He didn't even well, try. Well, he loses it by a second, we'll bloody get stuck Maybe. into him, mate. But I think yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be a gap between. Uh, it won't be a one second, I don't think. It'll be, well, it'll well, be let's a have gap. Speaking of that, let's have a listen to Tay's uh, interview after the finish because they were talking about the first time trial. Still one more day to go. Uh, it's extremely close, so we'll see what happens. This is bike racing. Anything can happen, but uh, yeah, I'd concentrate on today. It's been an incredible day, beautiful weather, unbelievable scenery. What a stage from, from everyone, so uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy. What can you tell us about the attacks uh, from uh, Jai Inley? You always responded. Yeah, I was super comfortable. Uh, I knew it wasn't for me to to force it really, um, and I was focused on the stage. Um, I knew that we had a lot of time to the, the riders behind, so uh, it was for him to make the difference. And yeah, I knew that he he couldn't once he did his first attack. Um, so yeah. Can you take us back to the first time trial of the Giro d'Italia? Hindley was faster than you, but did you give your best? Uh, no, I mean, we were here for Geraint, I think uh, that's pretty well documented, so that was 20 stages ago, uh, very different parkour, very different day, um, I think I showed my TT legs in the last TT and we'll see what happens tomorrow, it's a race, so we'll, uh, we'll give everything and what will be, will be. Mm, interesting, didn't try enough for TT. Yeah, but he was dismissive of it as well. That was 20 stages ago. Who cares kind of thing? So yeah. well, it does. Like, were you, were you flat out or not? You know, yeah. um, he didn't say if he was or wasn't. So and as we keep going on about 2020, always prepare for the unexpected. Now, just going to uh, mention a few of the comments that have come in. 
Of course, Wendy Superfan. Hi, guys. Go, Jai. Carolyn, fingers crossed for Jai. Uh, Christian Sayer says, morning, boys. Hope everyone on form today and if he behaving himself. Always. 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 <laughs> Jason from the Maldives. I cannot wait for tonight. By previous results, Jai is the underdog. But last day of a Giro, he's in brilliant form and he has time checks. Let's do this, Jai. Straya is behind you. This is a, probably the best one. Great job, Dan. You're an oracle. Uh, you tipped Jai for taking the lead last night. What time is he heading off tonight so he can set the alarm clocks? Uh, do you know what? Yeah. I like how you put the other few in there, you know, tactically just to lead yeah, up to that one. That's nice the only one, one you wanted yeah. to read out was that last Well, I saw night. it. It just popped off the screen. I thought, well, that's going to be too obvious. Need to sort of build it up. Head-to-head. Head-to-head TTs, okay? So we've looked at the last two from, from this year's race, which are different because they were in support roles, all those things, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They've actually had TTs against each other nine times, and seven of those, uh, Teo has finished in front of Jai. Now, knowing that sometimes they're riding for other riders, as they have been here up until their leaders, um, one capitulated and one fell off, uh, you've got to, you, you can't take too much into that, I guess. But where they finished in, in those particular time trials, the best actual stage placing that Jai had. Um, when he beat him, was 34th in the overall in the, the time trial of whatever that race was. But the best place that Teo had in one of those time trials was third in, in the same race when they were racing head-to-head. And he also had a 7th and a 13th. So he's mm. not only just beaten him a couple of times, he's actually been right up in the mix and, and pretty close to uh, you know, being top 10 or being in the top 10 of those time trials in those particular races and stages. So Teo certainly on form is the better time trialer if history is anything to go by. Ooh, yeah, that's I think, good. I think you're, you're 100% right there, Scotty, as far as history serves. One of the things um, that I noticed yesterday, and I love the way that I think it's Velon puts up the, uh, the power outputs and so forth as they're climbing. And if you looked on the Cestri Air climb the last time up, that uh, Jai was pedaling a much smaller gear than Teo. Teo was in a big gear just like Rowan was. And incidentally, let's just have a quick well done to Rowan Dennis, who just did mm. two days in a row as the greatest super domestic I think we've seen in years, uh, the work he's well, this, done. This, this was what they posted overnight. Yeah, um, I saw that, yeah. 470 so, watts, is that good? <laughs> Scotty, Scotty, yeah, a bit more than I would have got the other day. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I've, I've definitely gone over four seventy, but um, that might have only been for about five hundred meters on the flat. But uh, yes, exactly. no, that, that, that's impressive numbers, and we know, you know, obviously, obviously, that's going to be impressive for you know these guys racing at that level. They're the best. They're coming through the Grand Tour third week in by far the best form. Those two are the absolute standouts. It's a great contest between the two. Um, but yeah, you're going by history. Jai, Jai's up against it, but you know, is he finishing off? A time trial at the end of a Grand Tour is very different to a one-day time trial. So Michael yeah. Rogers, good example of that. World champion multiple times on his day, one-day time trial, but never actually ever did a very good time trial in a Grand Tour. He just wasn't good at time trialing when he was tired, and that's what John was talking about with Bataglin as well. You know, it's just who's got the good form. It's short, so it's not like you have to do it for thirty. 40, 50 minutes. It's not these really super long time trials. It's only 15Ks, dead flat. It's only going to take them about 17, 18, 18 minutes or something like that. Um, so that's not a, a big effort for, for these guys. So it's just absolutely full gas. And whoever's got the form um, at the end of this three weeks is the one that's going to come away with the win. Uh, look, we've had uh, a couple of uh, situations like this before, though, haven't we? Remember 2017? 
uh, Tom Dumoulin. Now, remember 2010 at the Tour de France, we had Chaingate. And at 2017 at uh, the Giro d'Italia, we had Poogate. And when Tom Dumoulin had to stop for number twos, he lost a bit of time and then had to overcome it in the final time trial. But you're talking about a world time trial champion up against uh, Joaquim Rodriguez, who was a pure climber, and he annihilated him in the time trial and went from fourth up into first place overall. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, obviously, the time trial. Have you already mentioned the Sastre one from 2008? I mean, no, different no, race. But... No, well, I did really. I've all seen 2012 was another one. So, um, Ryder Heisedal, so former mountain biker, yeah. went to the Giro. He was in second place. Uh, oh, sorry, he was he was up against Rodriguez. I've got those mixed up. So, it was Rodriguez um, that was leading coming into the end of the, the Giro 2012. And Ryder did a better time trial and, and come away with the win. So, he reversed it there. But the Sastra one was interesting, wasn't it? Like Cadell was yeah. further behind, but everybody thought that Cadell Evans at the 2008 Tour de France was going to annihilate him. That wasn't New guest. Uh, if you haven't worked it out, Dave Sanders's phone has just capitulated, so he's gone. In comes <laughs> Rob Arnold from Ride uh, Media. How are you, Rob? I'm pretty right. excited. You caught me off guard. I've got no introduction at all. And, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> that's how we, that's how we roll, mate. That's how we roll. And hang well, on, Dave Sanders is trying to reconnect, so we could have Davo back in. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Davo's back in. We've got a six-man panel. Uh, Rob, what are, what are your thoughts, mate? Can Jai do it? Uh, I mean, I've been listening to just the last two or three minutes of what you've been saying, and I, I agree with a lot of it. You know, just trying to compare time trials gone by with what's yet to come is is a flawed uh, forecast, if you know what I mean. We've got to just be looking at uh, what their uh, purpose was back in, let's say, stage one, for example. You know, it's not really, it's a redundant discussion because uh, they both had different roles at that point. Uh, and now they're both uh, in as leaders, so we'll, we'll see. But my gut feeling is that, I mean, just knowing how time, how cl pure climbers like Jai time trial, generally they just get annihilated in the in the Grand Tour time trial. And so I'm, I, I wrote a piece as soon as I watched the stage this morning when I was really on a high, you know, I was really buzzing. And my initial or my my gut feeling was that uh, Teo holds the aces. And and that's not to say that I'm not uh, backing Jai all of the way. I'd love to see it. And if anyone's seen any of the coverage I've been putting up today on social media and on ridemedia.com.au, you understand that I really would love to see Jai get up. Uh, and, you know, just I haven't even actually read any of the interview comments or uh, quotes from yesterday's stage, except that Jai said he's going to put it all on the line. That seems pretty obvious to me. Obviously, Taylor's going to do the same. Uh, can he do it? Uh, I'll, I'll say yes, and I'll say it for this reason, because I just did a, an interview with Phil Liggett not, a couple of weeks ago about, uh, you know, different things, including his movie that's released last week, and uh, he called uh, on the morning of the 89 Tour de France uh, final stage time trial that Greg LeMond would win, win it by, I think he said in the morning that he would win it by five, the race by five seconds. And Paul Sherwin said to him, what did you say that for? And he said, well, of course he's gonna, not gonna do it, but I'm gonna say it just so that we get the ratings. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, Australia should be paying attention anyway, just to, to cheer on Jai if he comes first, second, third, or 15th, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's it's uh, what he's done already at this Giro is fantastic. and. Uh, and I know I'm buzzing. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be over in a blink of an eye. And uh, I just hope that he uh, goes incident-free. Uh, everyone goes incident-free. 
and uh, I don't know. I, I'm not answering the question. I'm sitting on the fence. Uh, hey, Davo, so, if you were in the uh, team car, what would be your advice to Jai? Matey. Fill in the next <laughs> sentence. <laughs> it, look, it comes out, I've heard what everyone's been saying, and, and yeah, uh, time trialling is a skill. It's not just about motor. It's great to have a motor, which Jai has, and what's for, gil- for kilogram and all that for climbing is not is a different equation for time trialling on a flat circuit, which is more about just watts and aerodynamics and everything else, uh, and which is where uh, Gagan Hart is a big guy, relatively. He's got the motor. Jai has the motor, but it's a, it's a, it's a skill. And, and whether Jai, Jai now has the desire and, and, the, and the, he's certainly got the, the heart to do it, but it, it, it's a lot of lot of practice. Even when I'm training time trials, so you've got to virtually live on the time trial bike because it's a different thing. But with that said, at the end of three weeks, it's a different time trial again. So with that saying that, that's the positive that I put into it. At the end of three weeks, he's sh- uh, Jai has showed he's, he's still got the form. Uh, he's still got the fitness and strength and every, everything else. A lot of people have fallen away. That's... That's the ace card that I would think he hopefully can pull out of the deck. They're predicting headwind predominantly for the course as well. So if you are a bit bigger and a bit bigger frame, will that come into yeah. it? Uh, that would suit you to be a bigger guy. But as, as uh, watching Gagan Hag, I've also watched him since he was a junior because he was in the junior group when uh, I brought Rob Power through, etc. So I, I knew him back then. And he is a rough-looking rider. He's not smooth and, and, and efficient-looking. He just does the job. Uh, he's got, obviously got a big horsepower, which which generally is not uh, you know, a pretty thing for a time trialer. But, um, yeah, bigger guys generally handle the wind a bit better. Um, it is what it is. And we've just got to uh, see who's got... Who, who's just still got the legs at the end of three weeks? Simple as that. They've raced. No, no doubt that uh, bigger guys handle uh, uh, strong sidewinds and everything better. But if it's a direct headwind, I reckon that'll suit Jai more. I yeah, reckon, uh, the frontal yeah. surface area is very important. Yeah. yeah. Very important. Mm. Hey, Matty, I want to ask you uh, looking at the TV coverage, uh, we always you know, bang on about how cycling just doesn't get enough. What's it been like in WA? Because I think it was the last thing mentioned on the sports report tonight, and it was like, oh, and an Aussie's leading a race in Italy. Uh, is it a bit more <laughs> comprehensive in WA? Well, the big thing about WA is uh, on a weekend, we tend to get the Eastern States news coverage. Monday to Friday, we'd be fine. They'd be talking about him. But on a Saturday night and Sunday night, we're getting the same news as you guys. So uh. it, hasn't, it hasn't gone berserk yet. So... But come Monday night, if he's got that pink jersey by the end of the night tonight, uh, I'm sure, well, I'll be making phone calls to Channel 9 and Channel 10 here in WA and uh, trying to point them in the direction of what he's done. Uh, but it hasn't gone off. And I'm not one, to, sorry, but I'm not one to buy a newspaper. Uh, never have been. So, uh, but as far as the local riding area goes, like after last night's stage and he was putting on the pink jersey, uh, the cycling the fraternity at WA is absolutely beaming over here guys i can't tell you they you, you, names that you haven't heard in 10 years in the sport here in wa are, are on social media talking about this kid everybody is on the jazz to see what this kid can do and 
if you're a, if you're a West Australian cyclist here in WA tonight, every single person will be in front of a TV somewhere over the GCN app or wherever they can watch it from to cheer this kid home. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, yeah. what uh, what network did you see that on, Dan? Channel Nine. Channel Nine. Well, ABC have been running it every day all the way through. So regardless of the results, Aussies or not, um, ABC every morning have uh, have certainly been doing their little piece on, on the Giro as a you know, global sporting event. So um, it's a network that, you know, they're not footy-centric, are they? So, um, mm. yeah, at least it got on nine or something. Hopefully it'll be bigger tomorrow. So it sounds like WA, uh, a jumper on the bandwagon. So then by Monday, the media will be on board, then Matty. Oh, yeah. And then we'll try and claim <laughs> that he's a Victorian. Uh, yeah. We've got a few Dave, more. Would you have had him over? Would he have been over to one of your camps or something at some point, Davo? Joy has, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Victorian. Yeah, he's been a Victorian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, got a few more uh, comments. Uh, Wombat Breath says, great to see young Sam Groper's doing so well. Best luck to Jai. Great to see Ben O's to deal now with AG2R. So that happened yeah. in the last couple of days. Uh, yeah. Anthony McCrossan. I hope that's a cracker because uh, they've got a lot of money next year. So hopefully he's been well, well paid. Mm. Uh, Anthony McCrossan says the Maglia Rosie is worth a few seconds alone. Big day ahead and can go either way. And another one, you were mentioning this, Ify. The detour got a plug on the Vuelta this morning. Yes, yeah, so I didn't uh, hear it myself. But, uh, yeah, they were talking. They were raving about you, Dan. I got a, I got a couple of mentions all about you, I think. You would have loved it, mate. Oh, yeah. Fill us in. What were they saying? Joe Pesci. They loved it, didn't they? Joe De Niro and all that. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Um, all right. Well, let's have a look at – this is the course profile. As you said, it's going to be pretty pancake flat. And if it's a headwind okay, – A big hill in the middle. Up. There's a, a big hill right in the middle. That's going to be the one that uh, makes it uh, – that changes everything. Where is that? Oh, maybe it – no. <laughs> maybe I'm – oh, sorry. It was just a dirty mark on my uh, TV screen. So, okay. <laughs> no, there's a couple of – it's fairly straightforward, but it does come into Milan. So – there are a few corners, um, mm. and Dan, we know what that can be like in Milan, 2009. Mm. It was terrible. It was dangerous. It was. They have those big square, no, it's not like cobblestones, but they're just really big square blocks, not like the normal cobblestones we see at Roubaix and in Flanders, et cetera. Um, and they can cause havoc. So I don't know what roads exactly they're coming in on, but, um, you know, hey, it'd be true to form for the uh, for RCS, the Juro organisers, to throw them down a few streets that are probably not suitable for uh, time trial bikes. Yeah, you think and we've got uh, chuck in a helicopter just to just sort of ruin someone's chances like they did in '87. Could be. Speaking of helicopters, speaking of helicopters, because the guys they finished in Cestrier and then they've got to drive across to the to Milan. Um, Sunweb are doing it in the buses, but Ineos uh, su- have supplied helicopters for their three time trialers. So they've they went straight through and, and minimised their travel time. So that's another little benefit that uh, Ineos come up with. Maybe oh, not. Why didn't Mugby, they drive, Mugby, a Mugby, 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 drive down to Milan? They should have done that, shouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> good point. Very good point. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Matt, yeah, Matty Rendell. Matty Rendell has got yep. an interesting point here. Bit of a story about skin suits. Castelli make the Giro d'Italia jerseys and also Ineos's kit. That said, there's some are saying that Castelli don't make Ineos's skin suits. Rob, you'd probably be better to answer that one with all the tech no. stuff, no? I haven't worn a skin suit except for the home trainer and it wasn't a pretty sight. 
Don't, don't you have to re- review all that sort of stuff, though? No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe now that I'm on the bike and I'm, I'm doing the big Ks, you know, but I don't know. It's, not for, it's nothing I can comment on, but uh, over to you, Dave. You know, you've sort of done the skin suits, haven't you? A little bit of research in the wind tunnel with those? Uh, all I know is the skin suits at the last Olympics were borderline um, legal and and whatever. Uh, so the connections with Ineos and Sky, etc., they would have the, the best high tech. Um, yeah, the British at the last Olympics, their skin suits were borderline. Are you so insinuating that we tech. lost because they cheated, Dave? Is that what you're saying? No comment, Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> what was it in um, 2018 when Tom Dumoulin uh, won the time? He won the time trial in the second last stage of the Tour de France, and Exondo had to make it up at the last. Scott, can you remember that story? I, uh, there was some funny skin suit story with the manufacturer. Any, oh, any, yeah. any recall? I can't remember. I know, I know that. Um, so I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be surprised if the skin suits. Uh, so thanks to Matt for that, and a shout out to Matt, and also Ant across it if they're, they're listening still. Um, to the guys doing great jobs in in the media world for for cycling, the skin suit that would not be surprising at all if Ineos are getting those made separately. But I know that when they changed manufacturers and went to Castelli, they did a lot of research on all the different um, clothing companies. And they decided, rather than going to the companies to see who would sponsor them, they decided that Castelli would be their brand because they felt that they were, of all those brands that are suitable for you know, endurance riding, et cetera, they made um, some of the better quality stuff. Um, but when it comes down to the skin suits, yeah, they would be very particular. So I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. So while they both have the same logo, both Jai and Teo, it's, let's look closely because they probably won't be the same skin suits. Hey, David, first time, I was going to say the first time I ever saw a skin suit or something that looked like a skin suit was in when we rode the uh, Olympics in 72. So, a team time trial, four up, 100k. And the, the Dutch and the Russian team had sort of these shiny uh, uh, things. And we were riding road jumpers with front pockets. So, we, <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing. Hey, no, David, talking about the Grenadiers, can we rip in and talk about the pursuit? You know, well, the, the pursuit legend himself, Philippe Ajana and uh, Rowan Dennis, uh, they've gone first and second in the time trials already. Are we going to sort of dissect that concept or are we only talking GC today? Oh, I, just, I, just quickly, I just wanted to quickly one. ask Davo though, um, what is Jai's personality like? Because I've seen a lot of riders over the years obsess when it comes to skin suits, tech stuff. If the seat's a millimetre off, what is he like? Is he, is he laid back? With all that the most, he's the most laid back dude. He is really casual. Uh, when he's on the job, he's very professional, but I wouldn't think he'd be losing sleep over too many things. I was, to, uh, yeah. uh, I was talking to James Victor last night, who's also had a lot to do with Jai. I said, oh, um, Jai, we haven't slept this nice tonight. And 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 James said, no, he won't. He'll, he'll just be laid back. So I wouldn't th- – he would put the hands in the into the professionals um, – and I mean, it's another guy we should be talking about here uh, is Luke Roberts, who was put together, another Aussie. And he, uh, he would job put it into the hands of the professional and say, well, what we've got to do, put him in the right direction, let's go. He wouldn't be obsessing about it, I wouldn't think. Mm. 
No, oh, it's he's good. Fantastic. He's, he's brilliant at that, isn't he, Luke? He, he, he's done a great job. I remember when he was DS uh, uh, during the Tour de France uh, a, a couple of years back, and he was just so casual, just handled it so well. You know, he's a good man. I did have, I did shout out to him. Um, he got back to me last night to get him to come on here, but they were doing – right now they're doing the course reconnaissance of the TT. So he said he might be able to do it from in the car. Um, so what have been going now? Thirty-six minutes or so. So look, hopefully, maybe Luke may may call in. And John is Sir Dave Brailsford coming on? Yeah, he's. I expect his call uh, any minute. He's just going to go and wake up Luke Rowe and the two of them are coming on together. It should, they should be Brilliant. fine. Yeah, yeah. He had one job. Just one just, job. Just uh, what, what you're saying, Rob. Talking about. I mean, we're we're really. I don't care who wins the damn thing. It's all about uh, Jai, Jai winning the winning the Giro. But uh, I don't think anyone will get anywhere near Ghana uh, today. Um, I think the, the form that that that, um, that Rowan's shown in the last couple of days has been amazing. But I reckon it, it's got to taken a bit out of him uh, for, for the for the uh, time trial today. And it was uh, quite interesting how Jana was setting the pace, and then when he peeled off, Katsuvecchio did about what. I, I rode a couple of hundred metres and then yeah. Rowan was just like, ah, oh, stuff this, I'm not waiting any longer, let's go. And he and really, you know, you know, when he went, it was just like... It was, it was amazing. As you said, Maddie, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you brought it up and we probably should spend a few minutes talking about it because it wasn't just a really good ride by someone. It was super, super impressive. Every other GC rally just got spat out the back. And his, and we were debating it just a couple of days ago. We were talking about uh, how Rowan had been touted as being a GC man in the future. And we were actually saying, you know, we'd, I doubted it. I, I, he hasn't been doing that much of that type of thing. But, gee, it, that blew me away. The other day on Stelvio and again last night, that was as good a performance as on a, on a mile too big a gear as well. I mean, just so much power coming out there. If you could just learn to pedal a little bit smaller gear, you reckon he'd even go better. But, hey, you can't get much better than what he did last night and on the Stelvio. It was just staggering. Mm. Mm. And, the, and the big thing with him, the way he went last night, sorry, Scotty, the big thing about Rowan last night is when Jai threw the attacks in, Rowan was still well within himself. He came back each time. It was only that final sort of attack that he went, now that'll do me, I'll sit up now and save something for tomorrow yeah. if he's got anything left. But he was yeah. well within himself the whole time. Yeah. He, he came back, he rode a good tempo. You know, I'm a, I'm a massive Rowan fan. I make no secret of that. And, uh, you know, I think he's, the last two days he has just turned himself into a different bike rider, if that's possible, considering how good he is already. Yeah, this well, this yeah. situation reminds me of um, O'Grady riding for Sastra and also for the Schlecks against Cadellas. Yes. You know, we've got an Aussie trying to win and an Aussie that's doing an incredible job for the opponent trying to beat them. Um, so with Scott Sutherland yeah. calling the shots as well. Mm. I never yeah. forgave yeah. Stewie. Never forgave Stewie for that asshole. Well, <laughs> Stewie, sorry. Speaking, speaking of, uh, of of Stewie, so and we're talking about before about time trials where people have come from behind or you know won it in the last day, and this this will be the third time at the Giro that it will be decided in the final time trial. Um, no one's coming really technically from behind. It's only tenths of a second. But in 2008, Stuart O'Grady won uh, the Jayco Herald Sun Tour, which John, you were the race director of. I was working on it. Now I'm the race director myself. But um, uh, he came from behind in the time trial to then win the overall classification. But what was interesting was that I think we're at uh, – you were there, Dave, I'm pretty sure. We're up at, I think, Mount Bull or Falls Creek or something the day before. 
the time yeah, trial was on. in the Yarra Valley the next day. We had a dinner, yeah. and this perhaps this this is something that maybe it's too late for them now. But this is perhaps <laughs> a tactic that. Yeah. 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 Well, no, 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 um, no, no. Um, I'll, I'll, well, yeah, I will. And Michael Hands was the race director. No, Michael Hands was the race director at that time, wasn't he, John? Sorry. Then you came in after mm. that, and. We had this dinner up at one of the ski resorts. I forget which one now, Falls Creek or the other. And after the dinner, I hadn't spoken to Stewie for pretty much the whole race. I hadn't seen him. And we were good mates. So, you know, I was looking forward to catching up. And we finished the dinner. He's looked at me and, you know, waved me over to the bar. We went up to the bar and um, he said, hey, mate, how are you doing? I said, yeah, good, good, good. He said, you, you want a drink? I said, oh, mate, well, I'm just here with the media um, commentating. So if you want to have a drink, sure, I'll have a drink with you. And as he said that, Michael Hands, the race director, walked over and heard that conversation. And he said, uh, oh, well, boys, um, big day tomorrow. Uh, are you going to bed? And Stewie looked at Michael and said, Michael, did you just tell me to go to bed? <laughs> and he said, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, we all know Stewie. Great character, uh, hard as nails. And Michael's backpedalling. Well, no, no, no. He said, Michael, did you just tell me to go to bed? He said, no, no, I, no. Look, good luck tomorrow, Stewie. Time trial. I've got to go to bed. I've got a big day. And he left. Stewie looked at me and said, my shout. And then mm-hmm. proceeded to have a couple, um, and I know that he would have been a little bit seedy the next morning, and went out and won the time trial, smashed it, took the GC lead, and won the tour overall. And ladies well, just, and gentlemen, no, Scott McGrory is not endorsing drinking beer and advancing <laughs> time trial. Stay from the beer. Would never do that. Exactly. In, no, in, you in, only smoked hey. half a deck on the on the head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few more shout outs. We've got Richard King, Kia Ora from Rotorua, New Zealand. Uh, Rob Hatch. Enjoyed listening, there. guys. Have fun tonight. Superstar commentator. <laughs> Al, Alan Davis. Oh, mate. Alan Davis. Regards, fellas, from the, the Welter. And Rowan is fantastic from Leslie Burt. Uh, it's been awesome, all the insights, guys. I reckon if we, we should go to your sponsor's plug, but uh, we might say cheerio to uh, Davo and Matty. And then we can dissect the uh, Vuelta boys. But, uh, no, thanks for coming on, and, and we'll check in again. And hopefully, uh, Jai's obviously gets the job done. It's going to be a fantastic night to watch. Thanks, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. See you later. Go, Dougie. Yeah. See you, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Go, Jai. Go, Jai. Go, mate. <laughs> All right, Ify, time to do your sponsor's plug, mate. Michigan. Yes, well... It's going to be very different tonight because I have lost my script, but that doesn't matter. It's oh, pretty easy no. To do. <laughs> the beautiful Mitchelton Hotel on the banks of the uh, the gorgeous, uh, uh, um, what's the river up there? I can't remember the script. Oh, the goal. Well, that's it. Yeah. Jeez, you really are hopeless without your script. <laughs> I'm joking, fellas. The beautiful <laughs> Goldman Valley. I spent a lot of time up there, and I'm going up there next week. Where uh, in, in the, That's the uh, the... The bottle shop, or we don't call it the bottle shop, the the, the cellar door, where you can get uh, um, uh, booking for a wine tasting, absolutely glorious. Uh, also, uh, there's one of them there, a Masan. Uh, my favourite's the Mitchelton Hika Shiraz. But also uh, in the Muse restaurant, where we've got uh, my son Dino's 40th birthday there next Sunday. So oh, yeah. uh, that'll be a, a huge night. That's the, the bank, which is not actually at Mitchelton, but it's... Um, He's uh, just down the road. As you can see, wonderful rooms in the in the hotel there, uh, overlooking the uh, beautiful Whoops. Goulburn River. Oh, so over the shop. 
That's that's fine. The uh, the suites are to die for, and they've even got the luxury suites with a spa and and the lot. And of course, uh, you can unwind in the magnificent spa there. And I think you have a great shot of the people of, of yeah. a couple there uh, recovering yeah, from, from uh, a, a session in the spa. You, uh, you can but, go for look, dinner in your robes. No one judges. No one judges, and also you go, you can go up to the iconic tower and look over the whole Goldman Valley, or you can go down near the catacombs below in, and have a look at the amazing, well, amazing young bride is one, but also uh, the Aboriginal Art Gallery, which is world class, which is just amazing. And, and uh, what about that half a million dollar truck? No, Five hundred thousand dollar paint job, a ten thousand uh, dollar um, Toyota Land Cruiser with a five hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar paint job. Five exactly. fifty. Wow, that's expensive. <laughs> they've actually got hanging in there. Is that there's actually a, a Pinarello bike frame that mm. uh, that one of the um, most famous Aboriginal art artists uh, painted. And he passed away just after he finished it, so they reckon that jumped up in value by about another twenty thousand dollars. But it is uh, amazing, beautiful, beautiful uh, Pinarello bike frame. Uh, there you I go, stopped. Johnny. Right. I'd like to see a graph of your um, the prices for that uh, that Lang Cruiser. That'd be great. Yeah. The graph that, of the different prices that you've given us all through. <laughs> it started all through out at two hundred and fifty grand, and then it's just. Oh, it's over half a mil now. It's, we're running an auction. That's what's yeah, going yeah. on here. That's going on. Um, uh, I just had a message from Channel 7, Johnny. They just asked me if you could do all of the um, voiceovers for the advertising for the Olympics next year. They was so that, was so, that no, channel, channel 7 or Channel 31? Channel Blokes 31. World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched Blake's World the other day. Oh, is it still going? Yeah. I, I, I I've got a bit of bogan going on, that's for sure. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, here's a quick word from our great mates at Bike Exchange. Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs. Semi-amateurs. And pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank. And these bars. This could be the perfect match. But not this one. This girl has a bike to sell. And thousands of people might purchase it. Eyes on bikes help grow small businesses. His. Hers. Yours. And the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving. We are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns and rides. Yeah, great commercial there. Now, what's <laughs> funny, Johnny, you sent me all these photos before the show and you said, oh, man, I've got some great snaps Dave O with Jai, they're all there. But I just forgot to use them. So, uh, <laughs> Dave in China, <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, a, bit, a bit late now. There's uh, yeah. Jai, Jai on one of the podiums. Yeah, uh, when that's winning, winning, that winning that big race in in China. Yep, yep, yeah. And then there was another one of him out on the road. And then there was another one with um, Dave that he could have spoken about. Um, and this was after he. Hang on, it's not working. There it is. Uh, it's a group shot. 
So we could have asked Davo about that, but we didn't. You so could have. Anyway. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Move on. Uh, right. Well, we haven't even mentioned the Vuelta, and I don't suppose we going on to it too much. But it was good to see Tim Wellens uh, uh, get, a, get a win because he's had a bit of a, a lean year coming back from injury and stuff. So it was a pretty impressive ride, actually. Well-known name as well. So good to see. So that's is that that's tomorrow, that's, is it? I think this yeah. is the next stage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, next stage coming up. So that's the GC yeah. boys coming back out. Although the GC boys yeah. have been—it was a breakaway last night that Tim won. Guillaume Martin was second, so one of the GC guys that was trying the Tour de France in the breakaway at the Vuelta. So he hasn't kind of uh, replicated the early part of the Tour de France form that he had, Martin. But someone to look out for in the future. But uh, Primoz Roglic was just a game. The, the dominant of the GC guys. Dan Martin had a crash, boys, in the last couple Did of days. Did he? Yeah. Um, no, it was in the last couple of hundred metres, mate, on the last corner, that, about 500 metres to go. in so. his contract where he needs to crash in every major way. <laughs> no, unfortunately, because it wasn't his fault. It was actually, if you're going to blame anyone, it's no one really. I'm not blaming, blame. I'm just it's saying it. it's pretty consistent. No, I'm not saying you are, but if we're going to put blame on oh, him. I, I sense crash. a little bit of blame, sense a little bit. <laughs> Roglic, it was Roglic. So Roglic jumped through on the inside, which then forced uh, uh, was the name of the Mobistar guy. He's gone down. Martin, Dan, would have actually avoided it. He stopped, but the second Mobistar guy ran into the back of him and just popped him off the bike. So um, unfortunate for Dan. He should have been able – he could have – would have liked to have avoided that. But uh, no damage done to those guys. No Jace wants to know, do you think Jumbo were attacking too early with Kuss? Yeah, I don't know what they were doing, actually. I think Kuss was trying to get up the road uh, uh, for some reason. I don't know what, what he's doing. Very impressive, I, I find him one of the real finds of, of, of the year. But uh, uh, I'm sure he'll have uh, plenty to do in the next couple of weeks. We've got a solid Vuelta Cup. After after tonight, we'll start talking about Vuelta. Well, is this the problem with the, is this the problem with the double up of the Grand Tours? Because I really couldn't give a rat's wristle at the moment about the Vuelta until the Giro's done. Yeah, and all the British fans are the same. So it's just because we've got such an extra, a heightened interest in the race because we've got an Aussie that's in the lead of, of the Giro. So, yeah, we, we're focusing on that. I, I think if we didn't have Aussies in the mix in either, we as fans would just be watching both races as we normally would. Yeah, probably watching point. more of the Vuelta because it's on freeware TV on SBS. Whereas uh, mm. most, uh, that's the problem with, with, with the Giro at the moment because they can't see the bigger picture because of your Dude. mate, Ve- Dan, your mate, Vigny. Pesci. You know? It's Pesci yeah. now. Pesci, that's right. You've got to get the GCN app. That's, that's, if you want to watch bikes, unless do, you get fetch, fetch TV for Eurosport. It's pretty easy to use. I, I quite like I quite enjoy it, actually. I mean, there's so much good. content yeah. as well. So, that, look, yeah. and in all honesty, Eurosport was always the one with the most content. Now, that changed to fetch TV in Australia. So, in Europe, Eurosport's still the way to go. But the combination of GCN and Eurosport combining and the commentators now mixing, we've had many of the guys with you know, Rob and the guy, um, Rob Hatch and Ant McCross and these guys that are doing all the commentary. Uh, tuning in, which is nice to, to hear. But that deal that they've done, GCN and Eurosport, uh, mm. if you're a cycling fan, I think that's fantastic. It's just that, yeah, free-to-air is better for everyone for growing the sport. If you're a, a pure fan and you just want to watch cycling, then get the GCN app. I especially well, like that you can throw to the Apple TV. I wouldn't like to sit there watching mm. it on my phone, but I had it up on my big yeah. screen and it was, yeah, yeah. It, it sort of really... It, I've, uh, thrown the, I've thrown the podcast rod out there and I'm seeing if Alan Davis wants to quickly jump in because he's on the ground at the Vuelta so we can ask him a couple of quick fire questions before we go but if he doesn't come on in the next five we'll just 
drop him. Go uh, back to Rob. <laughs> Send a message to, uh, to Rob Hatch, knowing that he's on there. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I don't have his number. I'll, I'll have to hunt it down. Um, Christian says, who is Christian Sayer? It's a fanboy. L- if Leo's, smash yeah. it, Leo's, the voiceover king. Leo's brother. Mic drop. <laughs> Leo's <son. laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Checks in the mail. Um, yeah. Uh, so, anything you want to add before we wrap things up, boys? Is this well, the close? Is this the tightest it's ever been on GC going into the final stage, Rob? You'd know that. Well, it could, is there ever? Surely, no one's ever had the same time no. in a Grand Tour going no. into the final no, I stage. I don't it's like a I dream don't scenario, and and it's yeah. a dream scenario not only because they're so closely uh, matched on time, but they're so closely matched on. On skill, I mean, I think that the, the consensus is that Teo is sort of the favourite for the stage, or for, for more favoured for the time trial. But that, I, I just think it's glorious. You know, yeah. every time they release a route for a Grand Tour, the the, the, the the ambition is to have anticipation to the end. You can't script it better than this, can you? No, only no, the, no, the, no. that they're only that they're. Both riders who were working initially in the roster to work for someone else—that sort of makes it, I think, even more intriguing. Much more. Yeah, fun. No, for sure, exactly yeah. right. It was certainly no, no. for me. I've ridden about cycling for close to thirty years, and I thought it was one of the easiest and most enjoyable stories to write this morning. You know, and I, I just sat there, just, just you know, train of thought, and 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 then as soon as I hit publish, I put the shoes on and went out in the filthy wet weather, and I was still super motivated, and I made a little video about. How much joy yes. going we, right. we saw it, Rob. We saw it. Very good, inspiring. So yeah. I just hope that that sort of—I um, don't think it's just me. I think it really it rubs off on other people. I, I bumped into a few others today, and and and, and really, it shouldn't have been riding in the, in Sydney. It was it was horrible. It was it was just rank. But everyone was kind of like me, just buzzing, just like there because they're just filled with adrenaline. And uh, I found it actually difficult watching the race because I was like. Come on, hurry up! I've got to write the story, and then I, the sun's up. I'm ready. To, come on, let's go. Um, ben, is it, did it touch you like that? You, you look like you've had a few uh, kilometers on the bike this morning. Oh, for, for sure, mate, for sure. Um, yeah, now I've I've been doing plenty of cases. Actually, I've been walking a lot lately. Not on the bike. I've just been getting out on, among the dunes. I'm out here at Ocean Grove at the moment. Fresh sea air. Jeez, uh, it does your wonders. It's bloody how'd awesome. You go, how'd you go with the fridge, Dan? You um, explain that story. Yeah. Which fridge? Oh, Which yeah, no. Wait, wait. As soon as I got back, I um, I smelled something. I'm like, what is that? That's carcass. And the um, the fridge, the power went out. The the box got switched off. So anything that was in the fridge um went off. So yeah, it wasn't pleasant. Was not pleasant. <laughs> so it was like that. Okay, yeah, so tonight we'll all be glued to the TV. We're going to watch uh, um, what we. Hope will be one of the great. Well, not hope. We know it's going to be a, a, a great duel, and uh, I hope Jai can just pull one out of the box. Okay, I've got. I've, I might have a nibble, and he can only come on for five minutes because we're going to wrap it up. And that's uh, Whitey. And I want to quickly ask him about what happened. Why didn't you sign him? Like, are you spewing? <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, so what While are you waiting for pretty- Whitey? Everyone was asking about the props yesterday. And look, look, I did some effort. Look at that. You know, I yeah, put some props up on some jerseys and no one's even made a comment. And pulled one out for <laughs> <laughs> And it's a Savello. Hang on. I don't know what to say. Scooter, your back job. Blank wall. 
Your backdrop's very similar, Scooter. Yeah, I've changed. I've got another bike up there now as well. I've got an old, yeah. an old white one as well that um, I rode around in Sydney, the Dunkrave Velodrome years ago. Um, and I pulled All back right. the, uh, the the pink jersey from Contador for uh, good luck for Jai, hopefully. Um, not the Contador bit, but the, the pink jersey bit. We'll see. Um, now, we've already gone past the, the stage itself, but I did want to mention, or well, I was going to mention, that uh, Sestriere is one of my fondest memories um, as a fan of cycling, while well, I was still racing back then, but 1992 Tour de France, one of the most iconic and epic um, stage wins, and it was Claudio Chiapucci. The stage was 255 kilometres or something, first climb straight out of the box. He went at 245 k's to go and held on for a minute and a half victory to uh, to win the stage to Sestriere. Yeah, yeah. It was, one it was of the so most clean iconic. and so pure and, and it was ever, it was wonderful. It was actually, that was the first stage of the Tour de France I saw. Oh, I saw one in 1977, but I was seven years old, so it doesn't count. But <laughs> I saw that stage, uh, the beginning of the stage of Sestriere that Chiapucci won, I was, and he was on his own and I was I was pretty early in the stage. It did leave a big impression on me. I sort of made it my job after that. You know, you know one other one other thing about that Sastre time trial, Scotty. I don't know if you remember, but I remember Cadell was so mentally cooked that year. He changed so much of his routine. So um, because he was the the number one favorite and he had the number one tag and whatever. Do you remember that time trial? He broke his routine where he was on the rollers inside the bus. Remember we went to I remember that stage. Yeah, yeah. We were going to film him warming up, and we we're like, "Where is he? He hasn't come out." Like all the cameras are there, everyone's looking at each other, going, "What the hell?" And he warmed up in the bus in his own little spot so that he uh, he couldn't be seen on you know wanted privacy or whatever. But I think yeah. time trials because they're so mental in terms of your approach and all that sort of stuff. I'd be just trying to keep it very similar to the preparation for everything. Don't build it up. No, absolutely. Yeah. Look, the team, uh, Lotto let him down big time that year with the pressure that they actually put on him and the routine. And, you know, we remember how hectic it was every day. He had the, oh. the surge, the uh, the bodyguard that used to look after Armstrong. He came along and started looking after Cadell and they created the, the, the scrum. They created a media scrum every day and then blamed the media for credit for having a scrum. So, guys... You break your routine every single day. You do something different, so we don't know what Cadell's going to do. So we're scrambling after every stage to try and get a, a grab from him. Um, just keep it consistent. You know, you're in control of the, your environment, and they what? they were terrible. Right here. What, what about well, that, that was day? More, that was more Mark Cook than anyone else. I mean, David Bombecker. I remember he was go. He came into my office and he was photocopying notes and uh, for the, of the route, and so he had a lot of standard. Uh, Protocols still in play on that stage in 2008, and uh, and I think we shouldn't try and sort of cast any blame on uh, Hendrik Redant and uh, and Mark Sergeant. They they were doing what they could, but it was the team owner who made the yell for Cadell concept, and they tried to make that movie, which I don't think it ever got screened. Has anyone ever seen it? Yeah, I got, I, a... I, I got the DVD. Yeah, all oh, right, I've got it, but I didn't watch it. It's two dollars <laughs> in JB in the in the bin. Yeah. The no, in, in the racing, in the racing with with Sajon, the DS, oh. all that was fine. That's normal. They do their job well. It was the media manager and everything outside of the actual sport was terrible, and they created. Hey, why? Hey, hey, mate, I gave you two minutes prep. This is perfect lead-in. Uh, just want to ask a quick one, Jai Hindley. Um, 
what happened there in terms of obviously, you know, if you had a crystal ball and you knew what sort of form he was going to be in 2020, but uh, he was with Mitchell and Scott in 2017. Um, how come he wasn't with the, the team after that? Uh, at the time, we only had room for one uh, of our stagiaires or one of our guys from our development team, and we uh, we chose Lucas Hamilton, and he had a contract to go with uh, to go with somewhere. And uh, yeah, he's had a, he's had a, well, he's had a great progression over the last couple of years, and is in the situation that he's in this afternoon. Do you think he can win? Uh, it's a tough one because neither him or Teo are time trial specialists. Pressure will do funny things to, fun, to people. Uh, and, I, and I think it's going to be, well, regardless, I think it's going to be the tightest zero in, in one, the 100-plus year history. Do you think... What, what uh, would you be saying to him now, Whitey, you know, when it's just a couple of hours away from roll-off time? What, what, what sort of... How can you advise someone as like with a cool, calm and collected character like Jai Hindley? Uh, I probably wouldn't be saying too much because I, I don't actually know that Jai that well. I think you, you've got to know your athlete. I think some guys respond very, very differently to pressure. Some guys you, you would need to back away from a lot uh, and they can handle it themselves. And some guys do need a little bit of encouragement and, uh, and reinforcement of where they are and what, where they've been to, where they're going. But it's, it's really, really individual. I don't know Jai well enough, but uh, one thing for sure, he's had an incredible Giro and uh, I wish him all the best. It'd be incredible if he could win... Uh, win the Giro this year after everything that's happened over the last week. Yeah, for sure. Iffy? Yeah, yeah on, no. Mate, you questions? <laughs> <laughs> You've already asked them. We don't, we've, we've gone right through it. We've been talking about this for the last hour. But, uh, look, I just were talking earlier about what happens at the end of a Grand Tour. It's, it's a very different story to uh, to normally riding a time trial. And the but sometimes people do some wonderful things when they've got that uh, leader's jersey on their back. And uh, uh, we're hoping that uh, Jai is going to produce one of those. Yeah, definitely. And look, I don't know what you guys have been talking about, but uh, but regardless, the, the person who's upended this race and changed the dynamic totally is Rowan Dennis. Holy mm. moly. The, yeah. the damage that he has done over the last two mountain stages, that, that is, well, that, that, that's, that's what's killed Wilco Kelderman's chances of winning the Giro. And it certainly put the these two Tao and uh, and Jai in the driving seat to win uh, to win the Giro. One of them's going to win it, and uh, and then the damage that that Rowan did on the Stelvio and that Rowan did on the last two laps yesterday of Sestria, which has totally upended this bike race. Yeah, we were just talking about that in depth, and uh, it was interesting to to note just even after he did his last big uh, uh, surge uh, and then Jai started trying to attack uh, Gagenhart, every time that he's up, he comes straight back. So he never – he was still there. It was just staggering, that, that ride. Yesterday. Yeah, look, th those sort of climbs do suit Rowan. They, they, uh, that side of Sestria and also the Stelvio, well, the parts of the Stelvio, uh, uh, that sort of 5 to 7% gradient, that's, that's his kettle of fish and uh, – yeah, the Stelvio for me was was incredible. What he did on the Stelvio, I thought, oh, you know, riding a tempo like that—that's that's not out of his league at, at any at him by any means. But to keep going and going and over the top, down the valley, all the way to the bottom of the last climb—that's that's, that's yeah. what changed this year's Giro. That ride, that one that one hour plus ride that Rowan Dennis did. That's what that's what changed the Giro. And then yesterday was no surprise. Uh, it was easier easier climb. He had more time to do it, and you could see it coming. But uh, yeah, it's uh, what what a, what a what a week uh, the Aussies have had. Yeah. Two stage wins, and uh, you know Rowan hasn't won a stage. 
if if Teo does win uh, the Giro this afternoon, it's going to be uh, uh, the damage that Rowan did is going to be very much responsible for for putting uh, either of these boys on the, across the finish line first. Yeah, oh, no, amazing, and and not just riding tempo, as you say, he's doing that and blowing off all the other GC riders out the back. Oh, he, finished, he finished third on the stage yesterday, at like at fifteen <laughs> seconds. I know, I know. Uh, well, the, uh, Rowan did say that, you know, because he and Ghana, obviously the favourites for the time trial stage, and they'll be off before or earlier on, so they'll be able to report back to to uh, Teo just about the course and what to do and give him some advice, etc. Now, Bradley Wiggins heard that and said that Teo just shouldn't listen to them at all. He should just focus on his own thing and just go flat out and not fill his brain with too much stuff and too much information from other people. He might start to second-guess himself on certain corners or what's this and what's that. Um, you've got some good time trollers in your team. You know, what would be your advice in a situation like that? Do you think wigo has got a point? 100%. 100%. Look, I, I want Jai to get up. So uh, go, go chat to Teo all you want. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I see where we goes coming from because at the end of the day, it, it's it's another time trial. It, it's a very important one for Jai and for and for Teo. But you know, the, all the advice you get off the best time trials in the world ain't going to change how you ride today. And so I I, I really do, I do see where Brad's coming from and the fact that you know, everyone has a certain way they dissect the time trial. Time trial specialists look at uh, a corner very different to a non-time trial specialist. Now, what what full gas through a corner for someone who's very confident in their time in their skills on a TT rig is very different from another guy. So I think, I think for for Jai and for Tao, just seeing the course, being confident in what they're confident in doing on a time trial bike, and you know, it's it's a, it's not a technical TT. It's short. It's intense. It's going to be a 17, 18 minute effort. And, and I think I think yeah, if you get too much advice, you, you are trying to you know it's a big pressure day. It's a, it's the biggest pressure these two have had in their career, and it doesn't get any bigger than an 18 minutes that's going to decide the Giro d'Italia. So I, I think I think to keep it in their own space and just stay to the, the rhythm and routine that they're used to in time trials is the best way to approach it. Coming at it from a parochial point of view, do you think that that pressure might just um, annihilate Teo's rhythm and just sort of – can we see <laughs> any one of them having like a just a pressure collapse? But, I mean, that's, that's going hypothetical to a, 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 a oh, look, degree. Well, but... look not, neither of them are specialists. And, and when you look at the last couple of mountain stages, they're extremely even. You know, there's been a, a minor kick or sprint that's that's been the difference between the two of them. You know, Jai got to sit on uh, Tao on the la- on the last climb two days ago, pumped him in the sprint. Uh, yesterday, you know, Jai made numerous attacks to try to get rid of Tao, couldn't do it. Tao had the better, Tao had the best best of him in the sprint yesterday. But you know, at the end of the day, they're physiolog- physiologically very very even at the moment. And I said neither of them neither of them look too pretty on a TT bike. And it doesn't matter. Uh, whoever goes the fastest this afternoon is going to be the winner of this year's Giro. And, uh, yeah, I wish Chai all the best. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, mate. All right. Well, we said we'd only have you for five minutes, mate. You've got to head out with Geordie. So uh, appreciate you coming on for the, the detour Thanks, chat. Uh, hopefully, yeah, as you said, Jai can get the chocolates. Yeah. And, look, it, it's been an incredible Giro. If anyone has put you – know, these, these two guys who are going to win – whoever wins the Giro this afternoon, you know, Jai had his first win in Europe three days ago. Tao's won a couple of small. Tao's first world tour win was yesterday. Uh, these guys, you know, if you picked the, a winner, 
No one would have picked these two to win the Giro d'Italia three weeks ago. And uh, it's, look, the, the Giro's done a great job to get through to get through uh, the race. Uh, we are in the midst of a pandemic over here. Italy's cases have gone up from two or 3,000 a day to 19,000 yesterday in a day. Mm. And they're going to get it done. Uh, and now we've got two weeks to go and uh, we'll get the Vuelta done. And, and, uh, and to pull off a, an incredibly packed season in three and a half months. So uh, a big day today. Uh, for those two, and then uh, you know, today's the end of the first week for the Welter as well. So uh, all the be- all the best for all the Aussies out there as well. Well, as Thanks, much Marty. as I could, as Good much day, as I could critique him, Joe Pesci has got him to Milan. So well done. <laughs> good job. <laughs> all right, mate. Thanks, Marty. Right. See you soon. Cheers, mate. See you guys. A hey, one uh, f- funny story with the time trial. I want to leave is um, Neil Stevens at the Vuelta. I reckon it was three years ago. Um, he was on the he, – he had them all um, lined up, ready to go, and they were going through one of the roundabouts, and Steve-O was looking at his notes and he was getting all confused or whatever, and he goes, all right, boys, full gas, full gas, and then he's looked up and then he saw it was a hard right-hander, and he's like literally at the last minute going, hard right! Like down the mic. Chavez reckons they were doing like, you know, 70Ks just hanging on the side. And Steve-O afterwards, like, he's so rattled. He was even in the air instead of giving him instructions. He's going, I'm so sorry, boys. I am so sorry. Like, yeah. It should have been there. It was way funnier. All right. Good on you, boys. Uh, okay. Fingers crossed for Jai. We'll see you all again. Are we on tomorrow, John? What are we doing? We are, mate. We're, mate, we're going to be talking about Jai's victory in the, <sighs> the Giro in the Italia, well, mate. Uh, if he wins, I'll be keen. But if he doesn't win and gets nutted by a couple of seconds, I don't know. Be a bit we'll flat. be on. We'll be on. Right. Mate, I'm yeah. going to tune in just, just for John's read of the Mitchelton Winery. Okay. And, and <laughs> that, I'll gonna tell you what, that Land Rover is going to be – it, it could crack the mill. So we'll it see you tomorrow. It could crack the mill tomorrow. Yes. Good on you. <laughs> uh, oh, hang on. I've got to press the, the button to end it, uh, which is this one. <laughs> This is the winning ride on the Tour de France.